Hey everyone, welcome. Today I am speaking with Lowland Hum, um, just a phenomenal folk touring band. They've uh, been doing what they've been doing for coming on seven years now. And I had the privilege of managing them some years back and uh, still get to work with them on the legal side of things occasionally, but wanted to take some time to talk with them because they're just really, um, you know, in addition to making phenomenal music, um, I think that they've really worked hard to position themselves to um, respond to and survive in a really different uh, paradigm now that we can't have concerts, um, that touring is essentially taken off the table. So thanks, Daniel and Lauren Goins, uh, for being here with me. Really appreciate y'all. Hey, Alex, thanks for having us. Yes. We're uh, very pleased to be talking with you virtually today. Yes. Um, so if you all could start off by just given you know everyone a sense of what life looked like for you prior to everything being shut down and 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 specifically kind of what your you know what the business of music looked like for you all um before this all happened yeah uh <clears throat> so before uh covid-19 i would say that about 60% of our 50 to 60% of our revenue came from touring um, traditionally, we had toured between six and six months on the on like the slower years, up to ten months of the year. Um, I guess over these last seven years, mm -hmm. and um, in between tours, I produce records, which that's probably ten to fifteen percent of what we do business wise, and then uh, the other the remaining percentages, which I don't know what they are because of math. <laughs> um, uh, would be just the streaming side, the occasional sync. Um, we've only really had one or two syncs the whole time we've been a band. So that's really not been much of a factor for us so far, but, um, yeah, just, the the streaming stuff, the Spotify, um, Apple music, all that stuff. So that's kind of how the business breaks down. Um, and that's pretty common for, you know, most, most artists, you know, that touring makes up a substantial portion of their revenue. Yeah. And so about how much time would you say you spend on the road touring every year? Yeah, I think between six and eight months. Okay. So a good um, part, a good, good portion of the year. Yeah. And that starting in 2018, we slowed that down um, because we were realizing that creating in, touring that heavily the way that records got done would be sort of squeezed between a bunch of stuff and um we wanted to try kind of spreading out and creating over a longer period of time to see how that would affect uh, the way our records sounded and kind of the way the songs came together and so um we had kind of downshifted from closer to nine to ten months of the year um to trying to aim for more half or a little over half of the year on the road. Um, so, and, and as part of the downshift, we've been trying to think about uh, other ways to connect with our audience and ways to go deeper with the folks who've kind of been uh, following along with us. We have five records out and like five full length records and three EPs out. And um, especially some of the folks who've been there through most of that, we, we had tried to think about, um, you know, some, some different ways to connect. So before, um, 
before coronavirus and all this went down, we had been kind of working on the Patreon page that we launched a few months ago for about six months. Um, yeah, kind of just planning out like what, what do we have that we can offer that is either related to work we've already done, but we haven't exactly put out there or haven't made it available to people. Um, we've and, had, or what can we continue to offer in a sustainable way? And we've had people, different um, fans of ours say, um, if I want more Lowland Hum than just a record every two years and a show once a year, what can I do? Hmm. So we've been kind of thinking along those lines for a couple years, just trying to figure out, are there other things that people would want more of? And um, so that's been, this has been a really exciting impetus to kind of put that into, into just to launch that. Mm -hmm. And um, we've really enjoyed um, kind of seeing what comes from that. And I guess in addition to um, thinking along those lines, we've also been uh, for the last two and a half years. Oh, Are you still there? Yeah, we are. Keep going. Okay. For the last two and a half years, we've been doing this thing that we've called, that we call Send a Song. Um, okay. Which is where, um, where I make up a song on the spot. It's kind of like a telegram service. Maybe you can explain this. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like a telegram service in the form of song. We basically make up a song really quick and we sing it on the behalf of the sender. Sender to the recipient of their choosing some it's worked really well in this time particularly because people can't be there to wish one another happy birthday or go to you know i don't know different gatherings that they're missing and different people that they're missing and so we've always done it we've we've done them for holidays and any any occasion really and sometimes those have been a huge part of what we're doing like when we were home from tour sometimes we would post about it and for whatever reason, it would like hit at the right moment. And then we'd, people yeah. would hear like 40 songs. And then I'd be like, oh, crap. And I'd be like, making up like 40 songs about like gallbladder surgery and bad haircuts. And like one time I asked somebody out um, or somebody else. And then they said yes to only that date. And then didn't it didn't work out. And I think I did a song like about that too. It's like it, <laughs> we get pretty in there with people, but I yeah, think it's a we've huge been, honor to be able to, I yeah, feel like it's, it is. it's a way that we get to see into the lives of the people that our music has resonated with. And we get to participate in all these people's lives and relationships. It's really special and a yeah. huge honor and really meaningful and life giving to us both. That's cool. Um, What's the most awkward one you've done? Because my mind immediately went to like, you got to tell some, you got to tell somebody, you know, now they have an STD. Like, <laughs> oh, nothing that bad. Uh, sometimes they're sometimes they're really serious, and those are those are very difficult. Yeah. Like how to strike the right tone. Right. Um, when they're really absurd and very specific, that is, like, that's very where fun. I like to live. So it's like, uh, well, we have we've gotten them for yeah people who have lost a loved one. Oh wow! Okay, that's really even, tough. Even like a miscarriage, like. We've had some of those, it's just people trying to send love in a way that yeah, feels in personal in an unusual time. We've, we've gotten all kinds of silly and very serious requests. And yeah, it's always an honor. 
Uh, I thought really of cool. an awkward one, but I, I'm afraid that somehow we could get back to the first Okay, that's okay. Um, we so, could talk about this for a while because yeah. my mind is I'm a terrible place. So um, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you about it someday. But All right. Um, uh, yeah, probably not best to like post this on blast. Um, yeah. So that's really cool. Um, and, and Resound, uh, you know, you all know that I work with Resound and they, they have a similar kind of Resoundogram kind of thing that they do as well. And it's a really creative idea. Um, so you guys were already kind of playing with different things. So when, when everything happened with coronavirus, did you all have shows that were scheduled that get canceled? Like how did, how did, how did things change and, you know, and, and how quickly did that all happen on you? Yeah, we had, um, we had a, a kind of light April and then we had about 20 shows in May. Um, so we had one cancellation in March and then a couple cancellations in April and then this whole tour in May canceled. Um, So that, and then the other thing was I had two production gigs. Um, So I was, I was doing two short projects for two different bands and both of them canceled very close to when that would have been, which I totally understood, but it was sort of like, at first we were like, well, at least we have the production. Gigs. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like, like gatherings of fewer than 50 people. We're or like, something oh, okay, it should be fun. So we figured it um, would work. But then one of them, I totally understand this, but one of them canceled the night before. And then we were like, we don't have anything at all. Like we have no income now. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we've been, yeah, it's it's been really a kind of a hopeful and beautiful time in, in certain ways. We've seen a real deepening of connection with, um, with folks as, uh, as we've kind of put new things in place. But I think, is that, a, is that a good enough picture of kind of where we were before? The yeah. Lockdown? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so your spring shows get wiped off the calendar. You lose your production gigs. What did you all do next? Like, how did you all find your way and where are you now? I think it's, it's, I think we started with the instinct to like reach out to people and just say like reach out to fans and just our audience and just communicate that we understand it's a it's a crazy time for everyone and we want to be here in the ways that we can and we're feeling that out as we go we don't really know what that'll look like yet but it started with us saying it kind of started with us going live once and just playing a song and checking in with people and we sent an email that just said like it was just kind of a almost like a like us just saying what we felt, what we imagine other people feel and that we want to be of service. And then out of that email, we started a page on our website called quarantine offerings. But I was going to say, Oh yeah, sorry. The, we went live a couple days after things got a little more serious and strict and just checked in with people and felt like, well, that was really positive. That felt really good. And like, we actually were connecting with people. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. Had you ever gone live before that? Uh, Is that something you would have done before? Not much. Not much. Probably five times ever. Yeah. Okay. That was not a feature we'd used a lot. Um, And then it just seemed like an easy thing to just go live and sing one or two songs. So we started Mm -hmm. to do that more and just decided this is totally sustainable. It's not going to like really drain us. And it actually does feel like actual connection and Hmm like it's fighting isolation for us and for other people. So we've kind of committed to doing that every day for the foreseeable future. It's not a ticketed thing. It's just like an offering. Every um, day at noon Eastern on Instagram. And we've done it without 
we've we've done it now for almost three weeks every single day wow at noon we play two songs and it gets weird and <laughs> of course it's it really silly sometimes where we're like a little bummed out but we just come however we are and we hope that people come wherever they are and that it feels welcoming to them and people will type in we've been asking people to tell us how they're feeling people will type in weird metaphors like uh, today we asked people to type in how they feel in the form of food that is a specific color it was and great. it was out there. It was great. <laughs> um, but so awesome and then that kind of you know so we just kind of yeah we check in and, and then and then every thursday night um at 8 p.m we do a full-length show on facebook okay. Live. oh cool um, and we've just been doing that once a week so we just did our fourth one mm-hmm. and we put like a tip donate link there you know on the on the little post but okay uh, and a lot of people know your name because your name is still on our PayPal account. Is it okay if Alex Mejias gets all this tip? And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> My legacy lives on. Now, I think that that means I should be getting a cut of this money. Um, so we'll have you to are, talk about you, that. Aren't you getting that? No, unfortunately not. Can you hear kids screaming in the background? No, yeah. I can. Yeah. No, I can. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah, that's what it's like. <laughs> it's like a little mouse scream. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. So, so, that, so and, 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 you, and, and so, are, have you all been able? I mean, like, do people are people tipping and like you know yeah. you know? Oh, that's great. It varies from um, week to week, but I we've really kind of been blown away with how generous people have been, and really people have expressed just how much it means to them in this time to experience music and connection, even though it's. A different form and it gives um it gives a regular it's just a regular thing for some people they've said oh man i eat lunch with y'all every day and then thursday nights we know it's gonna be our thing and it's like it's like it's like when people used to gather around the radio or like when tv used to be on at a certain time and you'd be like oh dude i gotta gotta get my show um and that's kind of the stuff people have said to us like mm-hmm. i feel like this gives shape to days that are amorphous and sometimes we'll like try to talk about what what's helping us or we've asked people to send in like what's helping you get your work done at home. Um, and so it's become kind of just a place where conversation happens. And uh, traditionally social media has felt soul sucking to us. And this is the first time it's ever been like, it feels really like we're, it feels very direct. It's mm-hmm. like, sometimes we even say, if we can be of service, please message us and tell us how. So most of the songs we play, they're all requests and much of what we talk about, it's all based on what people send in. And um, we've had a few people just email and ask for something different. That's not a send a song like we do or not any of the things we do. And we, we try to honor that as best we can in these strange times. And I think us being quarantined together and us being the whole band, it gives us some flexibility that mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have. So we're really grateful that we, do this together and we live under the same roof so we can keep it going. Yeah. Oh, we lost your audio. No, sorry. I, I had to mute it for a second there because of the children, but um, that is just really cool. Um, you know, and, I, and I've peeked in on your, I haven't, I haven't checked out your Thursday night concert, but I peeked in on one of your, your lunches and I was like, whoa, this is like, <laughs> this is amazing. They're <laughs> just sitting there. <laughs> chatting and playing songs and it's really it's really great has what so i know it's you know we're, we're three three weeks in you know to this um 
but from an early, you know, just in the early days of doing this, what have you seen, what has been the fruit of, of doing that um, sort of regular social media practice and then the, and those concerts, have, have you seen any, any movement in any directions? Has it affected any of the, you know, areas of, of your, of your overall business and like your, your, your fan base? We've seen some growth. Yeah. I, I think, I think there's both growth and a lot deeper engagement. Yeah. I know the names of a lot of people. There are people that tune in every single day and have for three weeks. And I talk to them every day and they send me stuff. <laughs> and like, we know them now a little bit. Like you know? actually connected to individuals that we weren't, that we didn't know before, but maybe we saw their, you know, little handle pop up on likes mm -hmm. or things over in comments in the past. But like, feeling actually connected to individuals it's it's personally been a big change but also i think i think we've seen some growth in the numbers in too the numbers too yeah, yeah. and just feel, i i think i feel i think it's been a very encouraging time in certain ways just of realizing we're not famous but there's a small number of people that this really resonates with and it and i feel like we have a real connection with those people now um, and that just makes all of this feel a little bit more sustainable going forward, even after all of this is over, just knowing like there is a little community that's forming around what we do and um, and is shaped in some ways by the community that's forming. And it's it feels hopeful to me. Yeah, and I think a lot of the a lot of what we've spent the last few years doing, we've been doing a lot of opening for other bands over the last two years, bands that have much larger audiences than us. And I think the conversations that we've had throughout those tours um, have kind of been about, hey, what, you know, what is the difference between what we're doing and what this, these other bands are doing? Um, you know, why, why does our, basically, why, do, why does our thing work the way it works? And we've tried to talk a lot more about um, what is sustainable for us and what are we uniquely interested in that seems to resonate with people that come to our shows and that way it's it's like i mean social media is soul-sucking if all you do is post like got another show you should go to it got another song you should listen to it but if you can figure out a way to be to be yourself on it we like tea we like plants we like you know whatever it is it's like finding mm -hmm. ways to open up more air, space for yeah, more space for connection. Then it then it really is, you know, technology is neither good nor bad. It's just a tool. So if you can find a way for it to be an actual connection, then all of a sudden, I mean, now I'm making up songs on the spot every day at, at the lunchtime thing, and now people are sending in like adjustments to the song, and then like, like I add to it. And <laughs> like, it's like this whole thing that opens up all this space in your mind. Have, like all these inside jokes There's, now with yeah. these like. 70 people <laughs> like there's a song there's a song called flight plan which is just my dad was requesting one of our songs but he doesn't know our song titles and he kept <laughs> requesting flight plan every day so finally we wrote a song called flight plan and now everybody wants to hear flight plan every day <laughs> uh it's just a joke song but then and then we made up this song called exercising because we bought a side like yeah like the what the grim reaper has and we're trying to cut our field with that because it's cheap because we don't have a lawnmower and we can't pay the guy to cut it. So we're like, let's just learn how to side. They only cost like 90 bucks. So we got a side 
And we talked from about from whence did you procure this scythe? Started uh, on the internet. The internet. And and we 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 have trouble exercise. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna be out there scything, <laughs> exercising. Um, so we made this we made this song called Exercise with your friends. It's hard to sing because it's hard to say exercise. Yeah. Anyway, it, it's just like I think I think what it's doing is opening up new new places in our minds. Yeah. And I do think it's really affecting how we create. Mm -hmm. um, I also want to say, though, I think part of what makes it so special and makes it feel so much more like actual connection is I think people are going to social media and using it differently than they normally do. Yeah. And people are really hungry for connection. And so they're really like leaning in in a different way. Um, it's not just that we're putting something different out there. Right. But I think people are approaching it differently. Yeah, it feels um, less hype. It feels less hype based and really more based on connection mm -hmm. and more based on trying to break up isolation, which uh, music has always been a source of comfort and a place I go for discovery and sort of opening up new space. And I think um, that seems that that direct relationship between connection and discovery um, and music and how it plays out on social media seems a lot more obvious to me and maybe I would say that before this, it felt mostly like a promotion thing that you have to do. Mm -hmm. um, and that isn't what I've been feeling about it recently. Yeah. And partly because there's not much that can be promoted aside from yeah. these like weekly offerings. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, what are we going like, to say? There's not really anything on we the We may tour again. <laughs> and we want you to go to that potential show. Um, uh, it's kind it's, of, it's interesting. It's like, instead of everybody pushing toward whatever is coming in the future. It does feel like a moment when everyone has to pause and just invest in what exists now and in the community that they have now, um, which can only be good, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. I mean, I think that people are, I mean, I think about my situation, I'm, you know, I've got a family of five and, you know, kids running all over the place and a lot of connections, but there are a lot of people you know, that are just alone a lot no, right now. No. Um, and that just really don't have, a, you know, people like in their lives anymore. And I think that, you know, there, that is in some ways meeting a need for that connection that we all have, you know, we all, we all need connection and being able to like be with other people. And I think that right now there's, there's just this huge need for some type of connection for a lot of people. I can't even imagine what that's like to be, just alone, particularly like if you're living in a larger city and you're kind of cooped up in an apartment or, um, you know, you're, you're, you're literally isolated. And so being able to provide that connection and a regular connection is, is just seems really, um, really meaningful, um, you know, from, from just like a social perspective and a, you know, and, and, and aside from any of the, you know, business of it, I mean, I think it's really, um yeah just giving you know to 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 our fellow you know humans mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah i think um one other thought i had is just that it's like uh i think it's the the regularity of it is really important um we we keep feeling like like we were one minute late today that's the first time we've <laughs> ever been late for this noon thing we do noon, noon eastern mm -hmm. time every day and um and people were kind of like, what the heck? It's, <laughs> it's like, nothing is everything, like nothing's certain, um, you know, and nothing's set. It's just like, 
if you have a work from home job, it's like, get your work done. Right. That's it. And like, you, have a, you probably have Zoom calls, but yeah. it's like, what else do you got? Nothing. It's like, right. you got to eat, but like, who cares when? And, you know, right. it's just all so amorphous. And so I think that's something that we found to be really, at first we were like, let's just try random times and just see what happens. And it's like, that's not really helpful. What's helpful is if it's like, boom, boom. And even if people don't do it every day, they're just like, I know this is happening and I can count on it. And so that's been something we've tried to take really seriously. And it's taxing. I would not say we have more free time necessarily. It's it's like to pull off the different things that we're agreeing to do and the different songs that we're sending to different people for stuff and to try to be as available as we can it's and to, to be flexible. Social it's been time. full, very full mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. We, we thought we were going to be songwriting a lot more. And I'm hope, I'm hoping that we're settling into a groove a little bit. Um, just a lot of new skills. And I didn't realize how much it affects your mind to know that you're going to be on at a certain point every day. And then you're like, in the back of your mind, you're kind of like preparing for that. And then afterward, you're kind of coming down and then, um, you're like, well, I've got my, the full length thing is tomorrow night. And it just, it's, it's similar to a tour in that it's like you're in a mode that yeah. you don't switch out of until you're no longer doing that on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, yeah. How dynamic I, are the, sorry. No, no, go ahead. How dynamic are the concerts on Thursday nights? Are people taking, are you taking requests for that? Or is that more structured where you come with a set and, you know, and that's what you're playing? Usually during the week, people send in a lot of requests during the week, during the lunchtime things. And we only play two songs every day, not including made up on the spot songs from Daniel. Um, Uh And so we usually like keep a list going of songs that people have requested that we haven't been able to get to. And then we make a set list based on what we want to play plus as many requests from the week as possible. And usually we'll honor like a couple extra requests during the Thursday night show if people send them in in real time. But um, it's been amazing because I think when you're when you're mostly touring, you're mostly playing your newest stuff with maybe some a couple old songs sprinkled in. But we've been playing so many songs from our catalog that we haven't even touched or listened to or thought of in like five years. Probably some of them like yeah, some of the songs I didn't even know people knew the song at all. It's like I thought no one had ever even heard this song. It's like <laughs> playing, yeah. Like we played. Do you song. ever like forget one of your songs? You're like, how did okay. that song go again? We've yeah. had to relearn a ton of songs. That we <laughs> because we like, especially early on, we would like, you know, you remember this? We would close arrange stuff, and then it would change tempos. Right. And the harmonies are like, be tension, 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 boom, and they like break, and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so it's like we have to like we kind of have to go back through a lot of that. But that's been that's been that's really kind of cathartic to sort of go back to, really, our first year of marriage is when we started working with you. Yeah. And then, you know, we launched the band name. We did the first Kickstarter video in Richmond. And like, you know, they're, they're, it's like we're kind of like back in that headspace playing War is Over last night. Um, hmm. And people being like, basically like this song's been a part of my life for seven years. And we're like, whoa, it's just like, it's just crazy to think about that. But I think mm-hmm. um, it's a very reflective time for us. Um and that happens in real time, like during the show, people will type a thought out about what they're feeling about what just happened. Hmm. Um, and then we like see it pop up on the screen. That's the other thing that's different than a show. It's like maybe somebody yells something out, but it's usually like, nice. Or like, you know, right. or like, or like <laughs> that was a dumb joke. Or like, you know, like maybe it's a heckler, but it's like, it's not going to be like, 
me and my kids are sitting together and we just listen to the whole song with our eyes closed and it really was a family moment. <laughs> like, That's not going to happen. It's like, but then that pops up on the screen and you're like, oh, you're like, you just feel so honored and you feel like, yeah. why yeah. in the world do I, in a time when the world is in such crisis, why is like, why does, why is this so positive and so powerful? It doesn't feel like it has anything to do with us. It feels like people are being very generous and, and very present. Yeah, I really thought when we were, when we, before we did our first full length live stream concert, I really thought this is going to be super awkward. It's definitely going to be like a lesser version of what a concert is, but I really, it's just totally I different. feel like it's just like a different thing that's actually wonderful um, hmm. be because of what Daniel's saying, like at a show, you may or may not be able to see people's faces. And obviously we can't see people's faces at these shows either, but we are getting to like receive real time interaction and feedback and to respond to individuals like in this way that feels really different and special that I'll probably miss a little bit when things go back to normal. Um, yeah. My family is really ooh, active. They're super active. <laughs> they, make, they comment all the time, all the whole time. They're like, they love it. It's, it's really funny. Yeah. yeah. And now people know who my family are. They're like, there's Daniel's dad making jokes. <laughs> uh, That's great. So can you talk a little bit about um, your creative process and if that's changed at all or what it's been like to create, to write music in this season or, you know, produce or wh whatever the sort of the creative space looks like for you all right now? I have a thought. We have been writing more than we were, not as much as we want to, but I do think something that feels different is, um, I mean, we're kind of starting to book some things for the fall, but everything is still so speculative. We don't really know if all of that will work out or not and where things will be at that time. So kind of having the horizon cleared really feels it feels different to create in that headspace rather than, okay, we've got this deadline, we're going to release this by this date. And we have kind of like a tentative plan of like what we hope to do in the next year or so in terms of releases, but it still just feels more free and more open. And like, what do we make when we're just making and we're not being so like, we've got to have this particular almost like product finished by this time to meet these goals it just feels yeah we're more open for different. sure yeah and i think <clears throat> we haven't had a had a real piano ever and we just we were just given a real piano and so right before this it's right like before like the week before. and we just finished this we just finished our studio about like a month ago um so it feels like these new tools are also opening up space so we've written mm -hmm. two songs on piano I probably haven't written a song on piano since 2009 or 10. Um, and it just, yeah, it just feels, I think things are opening up. And I think even though we haven't been, we haven't had as much free time as it seems like we would, we should have with all these cancellations. I do think there's a lot more open space in my mind mm -hmm. because I'm not mm. preparing for a trip. And I always have been preparing for a trip my entire adult life. Um, yeah. I've never, I've n almost never been in the same place for more than two weeks since I was 18. Crazy. So it's like, that's just how I lived. I mean, that's what I, all I've ever done. And so it's really, 
I'm really curious to see what kind of songs come out. Yeah. Um, of of me when I'm not always on the move and you know changing scenes every week or two. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Cool. So, what? Um, what what advice or I mean do you do you all have given what you know I know that we're again I mean I'm hoping that this you know resolves soon but you know we could be in this for a while so you know in, in relatively speaking we're kind of at the front end of this new really this like new season and new era potentially um, for the music industry and uh, you know depending on when we come back and also what it looks like to come back because even when we do come back it might it might look really different, you know, and we don't know if people will feel comfortable coming out to shows. Mm -hmm. So, but do you all have any sort of initial thoughts on, you know, what you might encourage other artists to be thinking about based on what's been working for you all so far in terms of adapting to this new paradigm? Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is the regularity piece is to choose, uh, choose something that is sustainable for, for you and then to do it on a regular basis um, so that it feels like a reliable, you know, a reliable something that people can go to uh, in a repeated way. It also will give your own life. Yeah, it helps too. In a time when things are pretty structureless. Sorry, and I, continue. Well, and I just also think um, taking this time where things are more open-ended to think about, uh, a way to uniquely express what you do, um, whether that is in longer form emails to your email list that sort of chronicle your emotional journey throughout a day or whatever, whatever ways that you can find to, to let more parts of yourself show. Um, I think people are hungry for that kind of connection. And I think that enriches what your songs can do in people's lives. Um, there's lots of different ways people pursue an artistic career. And some of that has to do with mystique and there being a separation between the audience and the, the songwriter. But for that, and that may be part of what you figure out during this time that you need to go more that way or more mystery or whatever. But I think for us, it, it staying in touch with a vulnerability, even if you are one of those um, separation type artists um, there's a way to be vulnerable even in that context. And I think I, my, my experience is that what people are really looking for is vulnerability um, because that, that opens up space for, for real connection and for unguarded connection, which I think is, is healing in a time where isolation is, is so prevalent. Yeah, I think um, kind of piggybacking on what you're saying I think people have been hungry for that before all of this yeah, even yeah, happened. Yeah. And I think they're all the more hungry for it now. But I also think I'm, I'm seeing this across disciplines, but makers of all kinds, whether it's a visual artist or filmmakers or people are just, um, I'm seeing a lot of people diving deeper into what it is that they do best and what it is they're most passionate about and finding ways to connect with people um, kind of directly about that, whether like we, I have a friend who's a watercolor artist and makes these really wild creative watercolor pieces and she's doing like 
live watercolor sessions and people are like eating it up and she's sending out prompts for other people who want like drawing prompts and illustration prompts um, combining different words and elements and really developing a community around what she creates and um, I think I think it is I, someone challenged us before this happened maybe a year ago to really think about like what there are words that make it ugly like what is your brand you don't have to think about it that way but really like what kind of community do you want to create around this thing that you're doing and what are the things that you're interested in that can be folded into that community um, and really I think going deep with those things makes it less soul-sucking for you as an artist and as a human and it, it also opens up more potential connection points for the people that are listening to your music so yeah the direct piece really resonates with me I think it's um, the way the music industry has typically worked is that there are all these middlemen and women, of course, uh, between, between the artist yeah. and the audience. And that means, and all these people are getting paid as well. And right now, when you can't play shows, it means the main revenue source for most of us is not there. But it also means uh, it's, it's, it's a time where direct connection is sort of the only option. Mm -hmm. And right. also that it, it, it's kind of the great it's kind of a great equalizer or sort of like a a chance to really reset the way your mind works. We assume all these limitations based on the old music business structures, but that's not working now. So what does that mean? And and, and it does it hasn't been working for certain kinds of artists yeah. for a while. I mean we've kind of been like half in, half out, I feel like this of the whole, traditional, of the model, traditional yeah. structure and, and I think in a way, because we've been half in, half out, we do have direct connection with people. And in this current moment, we're able to lean more fully into that. And that's been really right. helpful. Um, but I think people people want direct connection. And also as an artist, you kind of need direct connection. It's even if people aren't paying you money directly, it is like a form of patronage, having like direct contact with individuals that love what you're doing instead yeah. of only being able to go through these channels and these mediators and um, <clears throat> it seems really important yeah. to me. That's great. That's really good. Well, uh, I think we could probably talk about this for a, a long time more, but we're, we're running out of time here, but just wanted yeah. to say thank you so much. Um, how can uh, people connect with you all? What's the best way for them to kind of find you online and, and connect with you? Yeah, thanks so much for having us, Alex. Yeah, this has been you. delightful. Uh, a couple things. We have our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash lowlandhum. Uh, and like we were talking about, we're live every day on Instagram at noon Eastern. And then... I don't know. It's just at lowlandhum. Yeah, at lowlandhum. And then every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, we're on Facebook Live. That's also facebook.com slash lowlandhum. Um, and lowlandhum.com... Uh, if you go there, you'll see the quarantine offerings page that we've made. Okay. And, uh, there are even more ways there, but picking yeah. one or two of the things I just said would be incredible if you're listening to this. Yeah. And we'll, I'll post all of those links in, in the notes. Um, actually, before we go to step back, cause I actually wanted to talk about this a little bit. If, if we could just talk just briefly about Patreon and how that's worked for you all, has that been a, a good, um, you know, point of connection, source of revenue, anything like has, is that something that you would recommend to artists and has, and what can you share about? Cause I'm curious as to like, 
I don't think I know of any artists that are really kind of using, you know, leveraging Patreon, but I'm curious to know if that's a good, if that's something that people should look into. Yeah, I think we're still pretty new to it. It's, I think because there's not like this pressured time thing, like there is with something like Kickstarter where people are like, oh, I have this limited time. I better do it before I forget. Um, I feel like it's more of like a long game kind of thing. It's not a game, but like just, so I feel like we're pretty new. We're only like a month in. Two, two, we're in our, three weeks? we're in the middle of our second month. Okay. Yeah. Second month. Um, um but I feel like, oh, <laughs> hi, <laughs> but I feel like, uh, it's already becoming a, a place where we are connecting even deeper with people than we are on social media. And yeah, it's we're offering. I think I think what it what it would be interesting. I think what makes it really interesting is um, things that are longer form. Mm -hmm. um, things that are longer form are more involved. For instance, like uh, one of the things that we offer is everything we have on a song. So like the initial idea, the the voice memo where we're sussing it out, a version of the song where we arranged it completely differently than how it ended up on the record, something like that. There's not really a, a context where that makes sense on like Instagram or something. Right. But if somebody loves that song, like we tried to think about what would we be so pumped if a band we love did? Like mm -hmm. I would love to hear like Dear Prudence from, you know, moment one all the way to the end, like, oh, they did it up tempo in a different key. And I can tell it's not as cool, but oh, it's so awesome to hear them, do, you know, whatever, like that, that. Yeah, just to hear their creative process yeah. and like and hear how a song evolves and goes from a, the nut of the idea into like the final totally. form. Yeah, I mean, that's and fascinating. Little lyric, like little lyric tweaks and little melody tweaks. So we photos of like sketchbook pages where yeah. we've written the lyrics and mm -hmm. in the past and are assessing that out. And even just like for us to get to reflect on where we were what what our headspace was at the time when we wrote it. Yeah, we Just write a brief reflection about the song and where so it came from. Stuff like that. Um, what I love about Patreon is for folks who do want to take that deeper dive like that. Um, there's really no other uh, format that I've seen where it's very it's very user friendly and understandable and um, and it's a beautiful kind of clean layout and and I think. Um, I definitely recommend it, but I think you have to be, you do have to th have kind of a long haul mentality with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have to kind of, it's something to build. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not like you launch it. It's not like Kickstarter in that like there's an infusion of cash right away because you, you're asking for small amounts of money and you're asking for ongoing support. Mm -hmm. So the right. idea is to build a community, which is like kind of what we're talking about this whole time really. And I think, mm -hmm. I think it's super meaningful and with patience, I think it's going to be a really wonderful part of what we do. I already love it. I love it. And I do think it's, 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 you know, as an artist, we, as any kind of creative, you have all this leftover material that never gets seen and never gets um, brought back up or appreciated by people who might really appreciate getting to see it. So it's really, it feels really gratifying. gratifying yeah. yeah. To, to be able to pull up all of this stuff that we've just had like in on hard drives or sometimes physical things that are stored away in boxes that we can take out and photograph and let people have access to it feels really really good mm, that's really cool very cool well i would love to 
check back in with you guys a few months down the road and just see how all of this has continued to sort of, you know, build for you all. So hopefully we'll have a chance to do that. But thanks so much yeah. for sharing all of that. That was really great. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us. us. We'd love to catch back up soon. That'd be great. Thanks again. Um, Y'all, please go check out Lolan Hum and uh, check out all the links that I put in there and and give these guys a listen because they're just a phenomenal band. And as you can see, very, very deep and wonderful people. So thanks again, y'all. Yeah. Who knows how long I've loved you? You know I love you still. Your song will fill